Hello and welcome to the Winging It podcast. My name is Brian Schuler, and I'm joined today by a close friend of mine. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Aiden Marino. So Aiden, I asked you to join me today because I wanted to speak with someone that might not know much about this topic. So more specifically, our topic is about the origins of flight and how it evolved in birds. Okay. So I bring up this topic because a group of researchers used some new high-tech microtomography tools to examine a 150-year-old fossil to determine whether this ancient bird was capable of active flight like we see in modern birds. So this technology, the researchers were able to take x-rays of the fossil's bones and create a 3D model of the internal structure. So the x-rays they took was of the humerus and the ulna, the bones that make up the wing and also our arms, um, to identify the bone and the blood vessel density. So based on their findings, the fossil it had a bone and vascular density similar to modern birds, which indicates that the bone structure was set up to support the flapping power needed for flight. They did specify, though, that they weren't great flyers and they're really limited to short bursts when taken off from the ground. Um, however, this research, this research does have major impact on flight evolution because it was thought that this bird was only capable of gliding after it jumped off like a tree or a high cliff. So before we get into more details, I want to know where you think the ability to fly actually came from. Where it came from. Where it came <coughs> the, the The origins of it. Probably evolution. Like evolution, yes, yeah. but like did... Did one day something just take off, or, or you know, was it was it a a gradual thing? It's probably Did, a gradual thing from gliding to then flying. Okay. Uh, maybe I'm not sure. Maybe jumping off cliffs or climbing or okay. something like that. Okay. That's what I would guess. Okay. So you think it's it's much more a a top down kind of thing rather than a bottom up. In what way? Top down meaning they are up top and then oh, yeah, yeah, they yeah. come to the ground yeah. rather than just taking off from the yes. ground. Yes. Okay. Okay, we'll get into that. So, before that, that fossil that I told you about, its name is Archaeopteryx. Um, the first fossil of it, it was discovered in 1861 in Langen-Altheim, Germany. So what makes Archaeopteryx so impactful in evolution is that it's a primitive relative of modern birds and acts as a major part of the evolutionary tree from dinosaurs to the birds we know today. So while it did have a capacity for flight, it looked closer to how you would envision dinosaurs than modern birds. So think about like a velociraptor, mm -hmm. but crow-sized. Okay. And its arms, um, rather than having, you know, wings all up and down, it just had wings kind of from its claw or hand up to its elbow. And it also had a really long tail, like... A velociraptor but it had feathers all over it okay so now that you have a little more information about the fossil I want to hear what you think about two theories related to the early stages of flight evolution so the first theory is called the arboreal theory so this theory it suggests that bird ancestors they would climb to the top of a tree or maybe top of the top of a cliff and they would glide either from one tree to the ground one tree to another tree um, or even like ambush prey from above. The other theory is the cursorial theory. So this suggests that bird ancestors, 
bird ancestors, they would run, jump in the air, and using their wings to glide or maybe, you know, flapping a little bit, they could get short bursts of, you know, quote-unquote flight, and they could either catch prey out of the air or, you know, that faster kind of travel, they could evade predators that way. Both theories, they suggest that evolution favored those who are more fit for these activities, and full active flight would have then developed over millions of years of these practices. So with that information, which theory do you believe to me more accurate, and why then? I still believe the theory I had, the, the top-down. The arboreal theory yeah. then, that the trees, and they would glide. Do you think they more so... I think it more of start off as maybe a defense thing to climb a tree than exit. So it kind so, of just happened that way. So it was like to evade predators. You're yeah, saying, like, okay, yeah, like you said earlier. Okay. So, so you believe that they would climb up trees then? Yes. And then the wings. What? What was in in with your theory then? What was the purpose of the wings? To glide. So they would climb up, evade a predator, and then just glide to maybe another tree. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so considering their theories, we can't say for sure which one was the origin of primitive flight. Both theories, they provide explanations for some flight characteristics, but not all of them. One article I found kind of actually goes into what you're saying here. Um, it's almost a mixture of the two theories. So the researchers claim that birds, they use their wings to help them evade predators. When faced with a threat, the birds that couldn't fly, they would run up a tree while flapping their wings. So this flapping, it helped propel them upwards, the, you know, but it also kept them pressed against the tree. So once the threat was gone then, they are already in the tree, then they would jump from the tree and use their wings like a parachute to either glide down or maybe to a different tree. The thought is that over time, the muscles and skeletal structure involved in this flapping and parachuting, that's what evolved into the ability for active flight. So yeah, this theory does utilize that cursorial aspect of running, jumping, and the flapping, while the arboreal theory, the aspects of the, the parachuting and the gliding. Another article I found, it even denies both of these theories altogether in favor of a different one. So the researchers for this article, they analyzed the arboreal and cursorial theories for the order of evolutionary characteristics that produced active flight. So the characteristics that they were observing were ancestral state, meaning like what their, you know, their form of locomotion before they were able to fly, feather asymmetry, you know, modern birds, their feathers aren't symmetrical, which is important for flight, so they tracked when that, you know, transformation actually occurred. Wing placement, whether the wings were dorsally or ventrally located, so were they, you know, from the elbow to their body or the elbow to their hand, which which kind of design came first. Weight reduction, I think that's pretty self-explanatory. The lighter you are, the easier it is to fly. And then the transition to an avian gait. So this refers to how they were, how they walked, how they used their hind limbs. If you look at bird, bird legs or bird feet, they, they are much more adapted than, than some other organisms um, for their uses. So the researchers, they claim that the arboreal and cursorial theories they correctly predict the order of only a few of these occurrences. Instead, they present the pouncing pro-avis theory. So this theory it suggests that birds evolved by jumping from an elevated position and ambushing prey. So again, kind of similar to that arboreal theory. 
but where it changes is that the purpose of the feather asymmetry, wing placement, these early evolutionary characteristics was to give birds more control in the air while attacking their target. So over time, the characteristics they described, they became more specialized to allow for this ambushing and eventually like a swooping attack rather than just falling on top. And that swooping eventually became the ability for powered flight. You know, you would jump down, attack your prey, and take off with them. So yeah, with, with their theory, this, this pro-Avis theory, it, it correctly predicts all five of the characteristics involved in these evolutionary steps. So with that, now that you have two more theories, do either of those change your mind about the origin of flight? Or maybe, maybe you now have a combination of different ideas that you would put into your own theory? Do you support one of these theories altogether? Uh, I think the, the predator aspect of, of attacking kind of makes more sense, yeah, than just gliding. <laughs> I guess it would depend on what it was attacking. Because, I mean, birds eat insects and stuff. So it's like, it just depends, yeah. I guess, what they're hunting. But I, I, I believe more in that theory now than I do the, the gliding theory. So, so that pouncing pro-Avis theory? Yes. I'm, yeah. I'm believing in that more now. Yeah, it's definitely... I feel like the, the arboreal and cursorial theories are more so explanations for, like, predator avoidance, a way, a way to avoid being eaten, whereas this pro-Avis theory is more so one about, a, you know, Attack. attacking prey. Considering millions of years ago, it was such a volatile time. Surviving That's, was all that yeah. really mattered. You know, evolution really favored those that could survive the best. So, again, because there's theories, we can't pinpoint exactly which evolutionary process produced the flight we know today. Hopefully, as more research is done, new technology is created, we can get a clearer understanding of how birds evolved. But with that, I hope you learned something um, about how how birds evolve this ability to fly. I think mo most people don't realize how complex flight is. You know, even though modern birds make it look so effortless, it was indeed a long road of trial and error, natural selection. So yeah, with that, I thank the listeners of the podcast for joining us while we discuss the evolution of bird flight. I thank you, Aiden, for joining me. Thank you. My name is Brian Schuler, and I hope you enjoyed. Thank you.